Massive story today. The Jeffrey Epstein emails have been released showing a Disney code between Epstein and a J.P. Morgan executive who traveled to the island. You need to strap in for this one, folks. I want to remind you, go sign up for the Poso Daily Brief completely free. HumanEvents.com slash Poso. The Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read. HumanEvents.com. Let's get into it. The last batch of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking are set to be unsealed in the near future. It's reported that the documents contain lewd allegations related to 167 of Epstein's associates, victims, and employees. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is February 16th, 2023, Anno Domini. The Disney code has been released in the Jeffrey Epstein emails, new leaked emails between Jeffrey Epstein and a top exec who was involved with J.P. Morgan have been released. This is some of the most disgusting stuff I've ever seen in my life. They're obviously using code words, but let me explain the providence of the emails. Let me give you the context because I'm, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach looking at this stuff, but we have to explain what's going on. From law and crime, more than 20 of Jeffrey Epstein's sex crime victims were paid through J.P. Morgan accounts. This is back in the mid-2000s. There's a federal lawsuit going on now between the U.S. Virgin Islands and the estate of Jeffrey Epstein. So this was the hush money. The women were trafficked and abused during different intervals between at least 2003 and July 2019 when Epstein was arrested, jailed, and then later died in prison. The women received multiple payments between 2003 and 2013 in excess of $1 million collectively. Epstein also withdrew more than $775,000 in cash over that time frame from J.P. Morgan accounts, especially significant as Epstein was known, of course, to pay for some of the massages, the sexual encounters in cash. So what the Virgin Islands, the government of the Virgin Islands are accusing is J.P. Morgan Chase of, quote, complicity in Epstein's crimes. Of course, I'd, I'd love to know if... The government of the Virgin Islands was so willing to call out Epstein when he was actually running his industrial size sex trafficking operation, child sex trafficking operation, when it was in existence and when he was alive. Kind of funny how the USVI and all these governments didn't really seem to care during all those years when everyone was getting paid. So now, of course, they want their pound of flesh as well. This is that scene in the movie, by the way, where the big boss has gone down and all the criminals are now... Uh, turning on each other. So that's what you're seeing happen now. And so that's why, finally, though, we're getting all of this information shake out. Because at the end of the day, of course, we want compensation for the victims. We want the victims to be uh, taken care of in the best way possible. No one can ever change what happened. But what we also need is the client list, the Jeffrey Epstein client list. We need to know exactly who enabled him. We need to know exactly who his lieutenants were. And more importantly, or just as importantly, we need to know who was being blackmailed. Who were these clients? Where federal and foreign 
intelligence agencies involved in all this. And you can go back last year to when we did the Jeffrey Epstein special and broke down all of this during the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. But let's go through and look at these new messages that have been unveiled. So at the time, there was a senior executive of JP Morgan named Jess Staley, who later became the CEO of Barclays, but had to resign amid scrutiny over his ties to Epstein. Between 2008 and 2012, the men exchanged 1,200 direct emails between Jeffrey Epstein and Jess Staley from his JP Morgan email account. The Virgin Islands claim that Staley apparently sent at least one of these emails while on Jeffrey Epstein's island in the Caribbean on November 1st, 2009, while, by the way, Epstein was incarcerated in Florida. Here's the email. So when all hell breaks loose and the world is crumbling, I will come here and be at peace. Presently, I'm in the hot tub with a glass of white wine. This is an amazing place. Truly amazing. Next time we're here together, I owe you much. And I deeply appreciate our friendship. I have few so profound. I realize the danger in sending this email, but it was great to be able today to give you in New York City a long, heartfelt hug. That second part obviously came later. That December... Epstein allegedly sent Staley a photograph of a young woman whose image has been redacted in the lawsuit. However, there's another unredacted email exchange that needs to be read from 2010. And I'm going to read that email exchange for you right now. You tell me what this says. You tell me what this means. In July 2010, Staley sent an email to Epstein saying, maybe they're tracking you? That was fun. Say hi to Snow White. Epstein responded, what character would you like next? Staley answered, Beauty and the Beast. Epstein replied, well, one side is available. The lawsuit doesn't specify which side was available. Was it beauty or was it the beast that Epstein was providing? I think it's pretty clear. Epstein was supplying the beauties. And these clients were the beasts. This is Disney code. They're very obviously talking in code here. And I think we don't need to think too far to understand what they're talking about and who they're talking about. And so when I see stuff like this, as a father, it makes me sick to my stomach. But at the same time, we have to learn why was it that at the highest levels of government, the highest levels of finance, the highest levels of our national security state, that nothing was done about this and that behind closed doors, child sex traffickers were allowed to operate with complete immunity. Why is that? To answer the question is to tell you the truth about how our world actually works. Folks, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape right now? I do every day. 
We are thrown with new distractions by the fake news, and it pulls us from the reality we're all about to face between the government trying to print their way out of debt, global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage. Preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In, the, in times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I do mean tasty, meals packed with over 2,000 calories a day. And right now, you get automatically $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is your only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything's in stock. It's ready to go with free shipping. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriot.com. South Africa is in the grip of an electricity shortage. The state power company ESCOM recently implemented what it calls stage six of power cuts, or load shedding as they call it locally. But even at stage six, many South Africans are without power for up to 10 hours a day. Uh, we engage robustly in ideas. Um, it was sometimes not uh, a nice debate because they took to the streets. Uh, it's uh, load shedding uh, there, quite ironic, uh, given that, uh, of course, uh, that is uh, the uh, talk on the, uh, the energy crisis that's uh, taking place uh, currently at the University of Johannesburg. We'll uh, take you back there as soon as they're able uh, to get some lights uh, back in that uh, venue. Well, the South African libs are very, very upset because, no, 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 not upset because they don't have any power. They don't have, they're not upset because of the rolling blackouts and the planned outages that are going on throughout their entire country. No, no, they're very mad at me. They're all mad at me and they're losing their minds over this. And I, I, I love this because their country is the one that has a failing energy grid. It's also having a failing water supply. They're, they're, they can't actually get the water. They're on the coast. They can't get water. I started looking at some of these footage. I started looking at some of these images. I said, is this a city that Putin hit in eastern Ukraine? They said, no, this is South Africa. Putin isn't attacking them. They've done it to themselves, but it's my fault. And why are they so mad at me? They're all screaming into the void about the segment that we did here on this program a couple of days ago, where we pointed out that the infrastructure issues in South Africa all suddenly began to occur right after South Africa signed and passed their constitution in the 1990s and then implemented and it was Mandela who implemented this, racial quotas. And I'm going to read here. Chapter 10, the public section, the South African Constitution, the public administration section, basic values and principles governing public administration section, 195, uh, section 1, paragraph I, Public administration must be broadly representative of the South African people with employment and personnel management practices based on abil ability, objectivity, fairness, and the need to redress the imbalances of the past to achieve broad representation. Okay, that's the constitution of South Africa. That is the basis of critical race theory, the basis of wokeism, DEI, whatever you want to call it. Critical race theory is written into your constitution because what you've done is say that we must have full representation of the people rather than skills-based employment. 
or even in this case, skills-based officials. It's not the best man for the job or the best woman for the job. It's representative, demographically representative, whatever that means, which means that in practice, and, and you can just go here, 1998, Nelson Mandela's government, the ANC at the time, racial quota plan to become law. This is from CNN. I read it the other day, 1998, to push the transition into the white owned ranks and make up for the wrongs of the apartheid era. President Nelson Mandela's government backs a plan in which black South Africans would need to constitute 69% of the workforce at all levels from the top down 69%. Okay. And they call it employment equity. This plan is still in place today. Preferences to people on the basis of race and ultimately require racial quotas, said Anitha Jeffrey of the South African Institute of Race Relations. Okay, so there you go. Right, see, in the 90s, CNN would have actually told you the truth. You have to dig this article up on like the old CNN page. And these people, they're losing their minds because they can't possibly understand why their push for equity and equality has led to this outcome. Well, congratulations, South Africa. You have achieved the highest level of equity of any country on the planet. Yes, in South Africa, everyone suffers under the blackouts and water shortages equally. Because that's the only way to impose equality. When everyone suffers equally. I love these comments, too. Ever wondered what racism is and how American news outlets portray Africa and Africans? Very shallow and ill-informed racist take on South Africa's energy crisis. I'm actually crying at how fooping stupid this is. Keep my country's name out of your fooping mouth. Dear South Africans, meet Jack Posobiec. Do your thing. Dear Jack, you're an idiot. Warm regards, a South African constitutional lawyer. This guy, by the way, Jonathan Berger. Uh, people have been responding to Jonathan Berger and asking him to explain what I said wrong and they providing him articles and, and pointing out all of the things and the, the citations, the quotes, et cetera, that we made in the piece. And he finally responds with this. He finally responds. It's amazing. Well, the New Yorker may have written an article about this, but the constitution is blamed for our current problems. Question mark. If anything, this is the best part. This is the best part. If anything, excuse me. No, wait, 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 wait. No, this is his voice. This is his voice. If anything, we are where we are because the vision and promise of the Constitution have yet to be realized. There it is, folks. There it is. There it is. Real communism has never been tried. Right there. Real critical race theory has never been tried. See, what you've done, what you've done is you've taken the precepts of communism and you've applied them to race. It's essentially race communism. And so... The idea of that, okay, someone was poor is going to become in power now. This is what Mao did. This is what Stalin did. You're doing the exact same thing, but you're doing it along racial lines. It's no different. It's just a new form of communism. This is why people call it cultural Marxism or cultural or neo-Bolshevism, uh, race, whatever. They're all the same thing. They all mean the same thing. And now you have no power. So what I'm doing, by the way, I have a plan. I have a plan. No, I have a plan. They're very upset at my, you know, I gave them a simple plan. I said, just hire, hire better workers. No, they don't want to hear that. Hire better administrators. They don't hear that either. Okay. Well, here's my new plan. Every time, and I've been doing this all day on Twitter, every time somebody comments attacking me on this, I retweet them. Not because I agree with their comment or their attack. No, 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 no. 
It's because I know every time I retweet them, it's going to flood notifications onto their phone, which is going to drain their battery. And then it's going to take them 12 hours to recharge the thing because they don't have any power. So they won't be able to respond. Oops. I'm so sorry. So sorry. But congratulations, by the way. Congratulations on all the equality, the equity, the inclusion. You've achieved it all. Take a bow, South Africa. Well, folks, as the parallel economy continues to grow, we have seen a slew of conservative coffee companies come and go. And I held off until I found one that I really liked. And that's why I'm happy to tell you now about Blackout Coffee. It's not enough to simply taste great. You want to be proud to support the company, knowing that they align with our conservative values. And that's why I'm here to tell you, I've been giving them a try. They sent me a couple of bags about a week ago now, and I've tried them. I know. I Sorry. Sorry. I've been cheating on, on, on my Wawa, but I've been trying blackout coffee. I really like it. I just, I'm, I just had some this week. I had some this week and now our ratings are up. What can I say? You know, I got to say, I'm, I'm proud to personally recommend blackout coffee. This is a coffee company, 100% committed to conservative values from sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support and shipping. They've got an incredible work ethic and accept no compromise. The taste is great. The quality is great. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash POSO. We're going to put the link in the description and use promo code POSO for 20% off your first order. Stop giving money to companies that are woke and don't care. Stay true to our values. A controversial new law has now come into effect in Hungary, despite condemnation from the EU. The law bans portrayals of homosexuality or gender, gender change in school educational materials or TV shows for under-18s. Critics say it discriminates against LGBTQ people. The European Commission has urged Hungary to repeal the law, but Budapest says EU efforts to overturn it will be in vain, insisting the measure is there to protect children. I love the way the mainstream media frames that, right? Hungary specifically said in their new law that this is for schools and this is for LGBTQ propaganda or content that is focused and directed towards children. It's about children and protecting children. And yet the media doesn't say that. They say, nope, anti-LGBT, anti-LGBT. Why is it that the mainstream media is so intent on shoving these agendas down our kids' throats? Why can't a country simply say that we don't want to raise our kids this way? We don't want the people parading around, and you've seen the TikTok videos, dancing around in skirts for toddlers, when these men who are clearly groomers, and so many times we've seen here in the United States, these teachers turn out to be pedophiles. Teachers are some of the, the profession of teaching is one of the most riddled with pedophiles today in this country. And yet we see here in Hungary, the Biden administration has sent a new, quote, humanitarian mission to Hungary to undermine Viktor Orban's political reforms. The Biden regime is engaging, quote, engaging with LGBTQI plus people in Hungary and their efforts to increase understanding and support. So the U.S. government, including their grunt, Samantha Power, and this is from the Post Millennial, landed in Budapest last week to discuss the administration's aspirations and, quote, perspectives in Hungary in helping push this forward. This is how every color revolution starts. And Gavin Wax and Nathan Berger have an opinion piece up in Newsweek today that I highly encourage everyone to read. It's all about this. The seasoning of the paprika revolution, the paprika revolution, amazing. 
And, and it goes through and explains the history of how the United States has fomented these quote unquote popular uprisings in countries where they didn't like the government. Here in this country, we've explained that 2020 was a domestic color revolution. And I am sick and tired of pretending like it wasn't. Obviously, the regime fanned the flames of domestic terrorism, of riots, of violence, you, under the, the color of change, under the color of progress, and used this, in effect, to achieve the result that they wanted. So, President Biden appointed David Pressman a, quote, human rights lawyer as ambassador of the United States to Hungary in July 2022. He made his agenda clear. This is from Pressman. The threats to democracy in Hungary are real and merit our determined attention. Human rights, media freedom, and the rule of law are not nice-to-haves in Hungary or anywhere else. They are fundamental foundations for sustaining democracy. Well, excuse me, because last time I checked, Hungary's government was elected by the people of Hungary in a popular election. Uh, they hold them on a regular basis. Anyone who is duly registered and a duly um, appointed citizen of the of Hungary can can vote in these elections. No one has found any issues. But look, look at this. Back to Pressman. I will support efforts to an advance and protect these fundamental rights and transatlantic values, transatlantic values. The heck is a transatlantic value? I can think of like transatlantic cables and transatlantic, I don't know, whaling and shipping trade routes. There's no such thing as a transatlantic value unless, oh, I see, you've made one up. Gavin Wax, and it, he's actually laid out exactly how this color revolution is going to take place. And the fact that the Biden administration has deployed Samantha Power there is no accident. She's highly involved in not only the 2020 color revolution, but also if you go back, you can tie her to so many other things. Here's from Newsweek and Gavin Wax. Number one, the left identifies a subject wherein the Hungarian people have overwhelmingly indicated they do not want to embrace woke ideals. Number two, the left exaggerates the situation with a mix of hyperbole and omission and personally condemns Viktor Orban. Number three, the Hungarian people who have access to a diverse array of media opinions reject the assertions of the left. Listen to this. Samantha Power is in and she says the new administrator of USAID, USAID, which, of course, has been used many times in the past to foment these types of color revolutions. Samantha Power was instrumental in transforming Libya into a failed jihadist overrun state. And now she has set her eyes on the Pearl of the Danube, Gavin writes. Reception to her meddling has been one-sided. It's no secret about what's happening. And I, I love this. Gavin calls it the paprika revolution. Americans owe it to the Hungarian people to rein in bad actors in our own government and allow Hungarians to live as they see fit. Hungary is still a Hungarian country. I agree with that. And so when we see Samantha Power trying to foment this social uprising, this popular uprising, excuse me, there, there were popular elections. They could have voted one way or the other. And, and, and I, I think uh, I don't think Viktor Orban was exactly uh, duplicitous and deceptive about the the things that he stands for. And he was very clear about what he wanted to stand for. He was very open about it. His government's been very open about it. They don't want 
uh, to support mass immigration. They don't want to support woke values. And they absolutely stand for the increase of families, the increase of children, of Hungarian families. Uh, they've been put it there. One of the most progressive countries in the world in terms of promoting family formation, giving money to new families, money for cars, loans, housing. It's an aggressive strategy and it's paid off extremely well. The Hungarian people support this. And yet here comes the U.S. government. And it's the same actors we always see. This is what we're seeing right now. The third term of Barack Obama. That's all it is. You saw this stuff throughout Ukraine the first time. It's no surprise we're in Ukraine again. There was a little, there was a little interregnum there when, when somebody else was in the White House. But now we're back on schedule with Ukraine. We're back on schedule in you know, Libya, we forget about that. Iraq, we forget about that. Afghanistan, we forget about that. We try to forget about that, but now we don't talk about it anymore. And this is what they do. They go from country to country, smashing things they don't like, taking down governments they don't like, who are standing in their way of their woke values. Well, I certainly urge the people of Hungary to deny any foreign intervention from the United States or any other country. Choose your own path forward. Be hungry. Do not fall for this crap. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.